Thanks for listening to the PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any podcast player, Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and so many more. We're also on YouTube. You can find us at pxppodcast.com. And of course, you can always find us on our host on the Podbean app. Now, if you have questions or if you want to hear a particular topic discussed or if you'd even like to be a guest on the show, email me at ask at pxppodcast.com or give us a call at 334-633-3300. Now, are you ready to kick off today's show? All right, here we go. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to PXP. Coming to you live from the office, and that is the closet office. I've been doing some uh, Zoom meetings lately, and I've uh, been playing around with some backdrops in Zoom. And if you haven't played around with that before, it's pretty neat. Got a green screen, and you can um, put whatever background you want behind you. You can be at the beach, you can be in the mountains, you can be in an office somewhere. And so I've been playing with that a little bit. The thumbnail for this podcast for today was me sitting in one of my fake offices. So hope that was neat for you. In one of my recent podcasts, I mentioned fake spring, and that is where it gets warm and you think summer's right around the corner. And then you get surprised with a cold snap and it reminds you that it's just not quite spring yet or, or that summer's a little further off than maybe what you thought it was. Well, we've been warm here in Alabama for several weeks now. And tonight, the temps are forecast to get down to 38 degrees. And now I know for some of you in some parts of the country, that's not a real big deal. But for us, that's pretty chilly. And so here we are, another fake spring, right? I know some of my friends got snow over the last few days in the Midwest. And um, my brother got some snow up in Wisconsin last week, I think it was, or maybe early this week over the weekend. So I guess I'll be happy with the low temps, but... For the record, I am ready for summer to get here. I'm ready to go hang out at one of my most favorite places on the planet, and that is Perdido Beach Resort in Orange Beach, Alabama. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, They have everything on this property, so you don't have to leave if you don't want to. They got several restaurants. They got a, a pizza parlor. They got an ice cream place. They got a snack bar and an adult beverage bar by the pool. Um, the pool is huge, by the way, that you can swim outdoor and then you can kind of swim under this thing and it takes you back indoor. They've got a couple hot tubs. There's an exercise room with some Peloton cycles and it's really close to the beach. You got just close beach access. There's a big jetty that runs out. It's a rock jetty, perfect for snorkeling and all that kind of stuff right there. It's right by the Perdido Pass. So you could literally go there, check in and never have to leave if you wanted to. So check them out if you're looking for a place to visit at the beach. It's called Perdido Beach Resort, and it's in Orange Beach. And again, I'll put the link down in my show notes. But here's an inside tip. When you book a room, get one at the club level. And I promise you'll thank me later for that. So let's jump into today's podcast. My wife recently convinced me to join her at the YMCA for some of those group exercise classes. She's been going about four years faithfully and I'm not talking about no Zumba or Jazzercise. There's nothing wrong with those things. If you love those things, that's great. But that's not what I'm talking about. These are some high-intensity workouts, those HIIT workouts, high-intensity training. 
lots of running and stairs and squats and lunges and dumbbells and they throw in some burpees. I don't like the burpees, but they do throw in some burpees, all that kind of stuff. I've never liked going to these classes because, frankly, I don't like people yelling at me. I didn't like it when Sergeant Jackson yelled at me in basic training, and I still don't like it today. Look, here's the thing. I'm pretty, like, I'm good with constructive criticism and getting feedback, and I'm, I'm good with that. In fact, I request that. Like, I want to get better. I want to be better at whatever it is that I'm involved in, whatever space I'm in. And so I know that constructive criticism and feedback and coaching and all those things, I know that that's beneficial to me. But my personality is just not one to get yelled at. I'm not motivated by someone yelling encouraging words, and I'm definitely not motivated by someone yelling at me like a drill sergeant. And so I've always stayed away from those. And she's been going faithfully, like I said, for four years, probably four or five or sometimes six or seven times a week. Uh, And so I started going with her last week. And one of the instructors in one of the classes, there's a different instructor for each class for the most part and one of them likes to yell a lot and and one of the other members of in the class was asking me why I don't why I don't like that kind of motivation and my only real answer was it it's just not what motivates me it, it, it demotivates me to be yelled at like that and so for me I really had to block out what the instructor was yelling so that it wouldn't demotivate me as I was going through the class and now on the other hand there's another instructor on another day that took a completely different approach. She didn't yell, but she was still very encouraging. She made it a point to set an example on how to do each exercise and then made sure you were doing them correctly so you didn't get hurt or you were getting the most out of you know that exercise. But she did it without sounding like a drill sergeant. If you've ever uh, rode, rode, ridden, rode, it's not even a word. If you've ever ridden a Peloton bike, then you you know what I'm talking about. Those instructors are very good at being encouraging, but not barking orders, if you will. Um, and I'm far more motivated by that type of leadership, whether it's in you know the workspace or in a group exercise class like this or on a one-on-one training. Um, and I actually look forward to going back to that particular instructor's class. Now, the first instructor that I mentioned, I'm going to have to talk myself into going on those days. And I think this story illustrates a great principle for leaders, and that is that you absolutely must learn how and what motivates and demotivates your team. There's going to be times when yelling must be the method to get the job done. I'm thinking about um, a team of soldiers on the battlefield. If you've ever listened to uh, Jocko Willink in any of his books, they describe stories of their SEAL you know, SEAL team battles on the battlefield. And, and there's no doubt that there needed to be yelling to convey a message at that time or a group of firemen who are actively fighting a structure fire. And there's commands that need to be relayed or some other life safety circumstance that take, that's taken place. But those times are so few and far between that the majority of leadership situations have absolutely no need for that type of communication style. We all learn differently. We all communicate differently. And, and we're all motivated by different things and by different styles. And as a leader, the onus is on you to figure out each one of your direct reports and what makes them tick. Some people like to be praised in public, like at a team meeting, for instance. 
where another team member, that may make them uncomfortable in a simple pat on the back or um, an email or a handwritten thank you note. That would be just the trick to motivate that particular individual. We should know whether they need to be driven and sometimes they need you know, that proverbial kick in the pants or whether a more hands-off approach will produce the best results. Let me clarify something while we're talking about this, and this is a huge mistake that I see leaders make, and it's in the area of delivering correction or, or when correction needs to be made or constructive criticism needs to be delivered or coaching needs to be delivered. And while praise can be in public, correction should always be made in private. I've heard leaders say something like, well, I've got to make an example out of so-and-so to let everybody know that I mean business. If you have to correct somebody in public to set an example, then you are probably not ready to be in a leadership role. Look, if the team has clear expectations, they understand what the consequences of not meeting those expectations are, then you shouldn't have to set an example. Again, praise in public and correct in private. When correcting, emphasize the effect that their behavior is having on the team and don't focus on the behavior itself. People are far more likely to respond to correction if they understand the overall impact on the team or the organization or the mission versus when they're taking it like it's a personal attack. So let me ask you a couple questions. Do you know what motivates your direct reports? Do you know what demotivates them? Maybe you have some great employees that have seemed to withdraw and they're no longer pushing hard like they used to. There's likely something that has happened. Often they've been demotivated by something that's happened. Maybe a poor performing employee has been allowed to skate by or a family member or a friend of someone in leadership has been given a pass or been given preferential treatment. How many times have you seen that happen in the workplace or the organization? You know the old saying, the best way to ruin a good employee is to fail to address a poor one. Perhaps your attempts to lead have been too broad and you don't know your team well enough to motivate them in a way that will be most beneficial to them, the team, and the organization. When I have this conversation with people, this is about the time when someone says, I shouldn't have to motivate my people. They should just come to work and do what they're told. And, and that's fine. Look, you can take that approach if you want. And you can be that kind of leader. But I promise you, you won't even get close to the same results that you'd get if you really learn what makes your team tick, if you learn what makes them drive harder, if you learn what makes them want to win. It's not about treating people softly or giving someone an excuse. In fact, it's quite the contrary. It's about tapping into their best self and helping them to reach a potential that they didn't even know they had. So my challenge to you today is to get to know your team. Get to know what makes them want to be successful. What motivates them? What is their why? What makes them get up and come to work day in and day out? It's more than just a paycheck, I promise you. And when you do that, you're going to add another tool in your leadership toolbox and your team is going to be ready to rise to the next challenge. Well, that's all the time I've got for today. Thanks for listening to Play by Play. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your circle. Chances are that they're going to like it too. But most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.